WRVN. Good afternoon and welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Chad Moyer filling in for Susan Littlefield. She'll be back in the middle of the week. Uh, but for today, you get to put up with me and also Jeff Peterson at Heartland Farm Partners in Lincoln. He joins us on today's uh, radio show. Well, first of all, let's just take a quick glimpse of the market. Uh, you know, we had corn settle either side of unchanged, which really was a turnaround from the beginning. But uh, soybeans, 20 plus uh, pennies higher on, on the beans themselves wheat though just couldn't find any traction coming back from the holiday just to give us your your thoughts on a trade here the the day after the thanksgiving weekend you know it, it was a pretty actually uh, wide-ranging trade today and i was actually a little surprised by it and and there's a number of things so let's kind of just kind of walk through a chat and started over as we were watching crude oil you know crude oil ended up having a wide range today Earlier this morning, actually traded uh, down all the way down to seventy three sixty, and now uh, traded back up to seventy eight eighty four, and 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 it had a change. You know, we're up eighty three cents a barrel right now. We were down earlier, and and that was kind of a, a nice tailwind behind because earlier in the day we ended up seeing uh, basically December corn was lower, didn't have a wide range chad, but had about a nine cent range there, and we closed at six sixty. Uh, Eight, which was right up there within about, you know, about a penny and a quarter from where we had as our high price. But the big swing happened over there on the soybean side. You know, ended up closing uh, just a little bit over 14.57 and uh, up 21, as you had mentioned, but it was a wide range. We, uh, we were clear down to 14.24 earlier today. And then we uh, really closed within four cents of the top. And that was a great reversal. And it really came because of that tailwind we got out of crude because that strength in crude, it spilled over into basically bean oil and bean oil up 1.5 cents, um, basically a pound, uh, which was really beneficial. Uh, it was trading all the way down to 73 cents a pound and actually closed you know, about 7607 with a high of 76.31. And we're going to see more of that type of action going forward because you're going to hear us talking more about how renewable diesel, and, and that's different, and we've talked about this on air, that's different than the, the regular, the methyl ester or the biodiesel. It actually, the renewable diesel's basically identical in regard to its chemical properties as regular diesel fuel. We're producing more and more of that. So we're going to see a greater tie between bean oil and also the crude oil market. And, you know, we have to ask ourselves, well, what kind of got this reversal in these markets started? And it, and we talk about the crude oil and, it, and there's some rumors out there. It's amazing how many rumors, Chad, we've heard coming out of OPEC. You know, at one point last week, we had pressure in the market because well, OPEC's talking about that they, they might do some increase in production. And it's like, well, no, no, that was taken out of context. And now there's some discussion today they're talking about cutting production. And so we're, we're going to have to continue to watch that story closely. But that's that's kind of the setup that we're walking through right now, Chad. All right, very good. So, yeah, we'll continue to follow that. And let's talk about this crude oil market just for a second because, you know, we just came off a big transportation weekend. I had an opportunity to visit with uh, some of our family up in Minnesota and Wisconsin. And, you know, driving there and back, I was keeping track of gas prices. I had a, a low gas price at 234 and i had a high at 349 what's going on with crude why is that having such a big influence in the grains 
Yeah, the, the reason, okay, you know, if, if we were sitting here having this discussion, if we were sitting back 20 years ago, there would have been no attention paid at all to crude oil. But ever since we started back in the 2000s with the renewable energy, you know, it used to be as we're thinking about corn, it's worth it, what it's worth for food, what it's worth for feed. And now we've got, you know, because we turn it into ethanol, what it's worth for energy. And that's the same thing that we have over on the soybean oil side, the, the soybean side. You turn that into meal and oil, and that oil component then turns into fuel. So that's why we've got that tight tie between physically corn and soybeans back to what we end up seeing on crude. But a story and a thing that we're watching and we're trying to dig into a little bit deeper, Chad, is we, we're a little concerned that basically the implied gasoline demand is off about 5 to 7% compared to a year ago. As I look around, my thought would be, I, it sure seems like the traffic's back, but it just doesn't seem like we're getting the amount of demand out there on the on the gasoline side. So, you know, that leaves us uh, less, basically, um, gallons to blend into. And we are a little bit concerned on the ethanol margins, though. Um, we think, according to our calculations, that variable cost can be covered in here. A few of these plants can probably even, if they're a low-cost producer, cover their total cost. But going forward, if we want to keep a strong basis and if we want to eat up some of this corn, we are going to have to see an improvement on the energy price side. And and as a result, you get some better margins in the ethanol industry, Chad. All right. Uh, just about a minute left here in our first segment. Um, uh, and uh, am I to infer then because the diesel, you know, when I look from pump to pump or station to station, you know, I might only see uh, uh, anywhere from 40 to 60 60 cent uh, difference uh, on diesel price. Am I to infer that the diesel demand is holding up uh, a little bit better maybe, or, you know, that we're got some heating oil going on? Is, is that what I'm, uh, what am I to infer from that then? Yeah, I think that's one of the things that you can ultimately say. I, I think the demand is is holding in there okay, but I think a lot of it comes back. We've just got a much tighter supply there on the diesel side, and we hear a lot of talk of that. One of the things that's concerning is a little bit in the industry, though. We're hearing from some independent truck drivers, though, that, that ultimately a, a rate that they might have ran, a, a run they might have made last year compared to this year, they're saying what they're getting paid is down 35 or 40 percent in some cases. So we're scratching our head on some of that but i think a combination there that on the diesel that the supply is tight enough the demand is good enough at this point to keep that diesel fuel and heating oil in a very very tight supply there chad so we'll have to watch that close especially as we get into next spring all right very good again we've been visiting with jeff peterson at heartland farm partners in lincoln here on the fontanelle final bell coming up in the second half of the program talk a little bit about basis the technicals exports that and more coming up in the second half of the fontanelle final bell here on the rural radio network Fontenelle Hybrids delivers proven performance year after year. In farmer-managed trials over the last three seasons, Fontenelle's 15 top-yielding corn products had over a 9-bushel advantage over Pioneer's commercially available leading volume corn products. That's a 74% win rate on farms just like yours. Contact your local Fontenelle Hybrids dealer or go to Fontenelle.com to learn more. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stuff. 
Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Chad Moyer, joined once again by Jeff Peterson at Heartland Farm Partners in Lincoln. Well, let's continue this discussion about what's going on, uh, maybe from a technical point of view. You know, as you look at what's going on in corn and soybean prices right now, what are you seeing? Are there any uh, stories that we need to be uh, keenly aware of right now? Well, there's a few. And as we dig in and talk about the technicals, because this market's been kind of trading sideways, it, it has broke through a downtrend line that uh, would have you know, held back with a high in price that we'd have had going back into the first few days of, of November and then you know all the way through just a couple days ago. But So we did break through that. But the fact that we broke through it on a sideways trade, I'd say, doesn't uh, probably tell us much about the direction. We did find some support today here on the 10 day moving average that's starting to to kind of turn up but we found some pretty strong resistance right on the 20 day chad and so what that's telling us is this market is gradually trying to work its way higher we we follow the stochastic which is a momentum indicator um kind of think of it as a a kind of like a tack in your tractor or a speedometer for your vehicle it kind of tells us whether the market's overbought or oversold and you know that gave a buy signal back there on the 14th so we're gaining a little bit of strength from a technical perspective in this market, but there isn't enough out there yet to really swing this thing one way or the other. And let me throw a couple other pieces in here, Chad. I know they're not technical related, but from a fundamental side, the weather that we have coming out of South America, you know, it's it's good enough yet in Brazil to say, you know what, let's not worry about South America, but yet Argentina's got enough problems out there. There's probably, oh, 25% of Argentina that's probably in, in really good shape or okay shape. There's 25% of Argentina that's that's actually very serious and very dry, and there's there's probably 50% that's, you know, that's getting towards that dry area. So there's there's enough uncertainty there um, in regard to what their weather conditions in Argentina is to really get anybody to sell this market. So from a technical side, I'd, I'd say this corn market looks like if you would rather buy it or sell it, well, you'd rather step in and buy it. But there's such a headwind in here at this time, it doesn't give anybody any conviction along those lines, Chad. Now, you talked about the fundamentals. What about exports? Now, you know they say one week does not a trend make, but we've had two good weeks for uh, for corn exports. Is this the corner that we were looking for, or what do you make on exports right now? Well, it, it was a good week, uh, and, we, and we really needed that. But one of the things that we look at, so when we look at the total commitment, so we, we get our export number out, came in at 1.85 million metric tons. The total commitments, when we take into account what's been sold and what's been shipped, what's out there outstanding yet, Chad, it's still 48.4% behind where it would have been last year. And USDA says that we're only going to be down 13%. So we think as we go forward, we're going to have to see you. USDA lower those export numbers. You know, it could be as much as 100 to 150 uh, million bushels at some point. So we're having to watch that really close. We're watching and seeing it. You know, how are we competitiveness um, out there? Right now, we're not competitive with Brazil. You know, and it kind of looks as we get out in there into January, maybe into February, we start getting uh, more competitive. And so we could see some exports pick up uh, during that time because by the time we get out to there, Brazil should be should be out of corn or getting down to the tail end. And then we move over and look at soybeans. And soybeans so far has been a bright note, but I got to put a big asterisk on that. Let me explain why. Total commitments right now in soybean are up about 1.2% compared to last year. 
uh, USDA believes we're going to be down about 5.2%. So when you look at that, you'd say, well, that looks pretty good. But the only concerning part about it is, is that Brazil, they're out of beans right now. So we're, we're exporting out bushels. We've got some problems in there. Um, because of what's going on on the Mississippi River, you know, because of the dry conditions, so that's driving our basis up. It's driving our freight cost up. But then the thing that we're starting to watch is that when does South America start getting competitive again on the soybean side? Because because that first crop of beans or that crop of beans that they harvest, they'll they'll we'll hear some harvesting start in the middle of December. Now that isn't a bulk of it, but what we're noticing is in the latter part of January. The other day, we actually heard some some trade, bushels trade out of Brazil that were actually cheaper than the U.S. already in January. Now, that's not the normal type case. We think they'll start getting, you know, uh, probably more competitive February forward, but that's a very narrow window. So we may not actually be able to we, – we think right now, Chad, that we can hit USDA's number. But, boy, exports could actually kind of fall off a cliff here um, as we get into the first part of the year because South America will have beans ready. All right. So uh, we've come to the end of our uh, final bell for today. If folks would like to follow along with you, Jeff, and uh, what you've got going, kind of follow uh, what you're watching in the markets, uh, how can they do that? Yeah, give me a call at 402-366-4694. Check us out at heartlandfarmpartners.com or follow me on Twitter at jeffpeterson01. All right. Uh, very, uh, thank you very much, Jeff. Appreciate the insight and the information. Again, that's Jeff Peterson, Heartland Farm Partners in Lincoln. Just uh, do remember that trading of commodity futures does involve substantial risk of loss. It may not be suitable for all investors. That is today's Fontenelle Final Bell. It's brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and your local Fontenelle dealers. Here on the Rural Radio Network, Chad Moyer reporting.